Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Movie Digest. I am JQ. And I'm Finn. And today is our top five journeys. So a bit of a uh, impromptu podcast recording today. Indeed. As I didn't know you were coming over to the office. <laughs> <laughs> and as Finn is uh, off on his travels in a couple of weeks. I am, yeah. I was going to do top five air disasters. <laughs> <laughs> top five yachting mishaps. <laughs> well, I thought we'd do top five journeys as Finn will be on a journey, spiritual, physical. It's more of a physical quest than a spiritual <laughs> one, I'd say. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, going around Asia for three months. So. Yeah. Quite good fun. There we go. So, let's, uh, as you're off, you can go first. Okay. It's quite a vague topic, It is a bit, yeah. It? We had kind of like different ideas of what the qualifying criteria should be. Not Die Hard 3. Not Die Hard 3. To me, it has to be something where the film really, the journey is essentially one of the characters. Yes. In the film. The fact that they're in a car or a boat or a train or going somewhere and the journey is an intrinsic part of that. Yeah. But there are certain things that, won't qualify it. So we were thinking, you know, James Bond films is international travel. But, but it's, it's, it's work. It's work. <laughs> yeah, because the James Bond movies, he's going to all these exotic locations, but it's because the story necessitates it. He's not going there to expand his horizons or no. learn more about expanding the something. Well, yeah. Oh, matron. <laughs> <laughs> and for the same reason as well, I was dithering whether or not to include any of the films from the Indiana Jones trilogy. Yeah, they're adventures, aren't they? But the thing is, that, you know, when you say to someone like travel montage or something, the Indiana Jones films do the perfect travel montage. Oh, the little red the, line. The red line <laughs> flying all over an ancient map kind of thing. I wonder thing. what the last film that used that was. If any viewers would like to write it, tell us. <laughs> I think, I remember seeing The Bunny and the Bull a couple of years ago and I think they did something yeah. similar on that. Yeah. It, it, it was a little low-key British made film by the guy from the, directed The Mighty Bush. Ah, right, yeah. It's really good. The same guy directed Paddington, actually. Ah, It's a really, good, film, really yeah. good film. Yeah, worth checking out The Bunny and the Bull if you haven't seen it. Um, and there were a couple of films that would keep coming up on the list as well. Yeah. If it's all set in the one place, it doesn't really count as a travel film. No. So things like any of the, the before trilogy, you know, before sunrise, before sunset. This film you keep going on about, which I'm never going to watch. They're <laughs> amazing. Phenomenal. There's three of them now. Lost in Translation, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I, I didn't include, film, yeah, because it's all set in Japan, you know. So anyway, cracking on. Okay. Number five on the list is a Mexican film Ooh. called Itu Mama Tambien. I haven't seen that. Which means And Your Mother Too. <laughs> it's an insult. Title. Uh, but it's, it's Alfonso Cuaron. So the guy that did Gravity. Ah. It's one of his films from back in the days. So yeah. I think it's about came out, uh, 2002, maybe 2003. <laughs> in that ultimate gravity. So it's quite a few years old now. It's based, it stars, uh, I think at the time it was his first big film, Gail Garcia Bernal, who's been in quite a few different Hollywood movies and a right. uh, great actor. They're two young guys, best friends, and they're trying to lure this kind of uh, insecure, single, older woman to come with them on this road trip, Yeah, basically, to both try and pull her. <laughs> um, and they're doing this road trip through Mexico to try and find this place that they've invented. Yeah. So it doesn't actually exist. <clears throat> right. Um, that they're trying to take her to this beach. And she's like, uh, yeah, I'll come with you. And you don't really know our reasons why she's so keen on going with okay. him and stuff like that but it's just it's a really interesting kind of coming of age tale literally <laughs> um sexy times. definitely yeah it's uh you know when people make those jokes about world cinema being like okay very sexy very yeah. kind of abstract and do stuff they smoke like a lot in it as well yeah, yeah and like every scene and stuff like that uh but it's it, the story in it is astonishing and the kind of 
it's, there's there's a heart to it in beneath all the kind of weird stuff that's going on, which I, it it makes quite a few very poignant points, uh, nice. and it, 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 it's a great film, and you get to see kind of this kind of rustic, you know, dirty, dusty Mexican road trip kind yeah. of thing. It's really cool. Number four on my list is Little Miss Sunshine. I haven't seen that. Oh, terrific film. This is that is, one of the camper van in Paul yeah. Giamatti? So there's this family who find that their little daughter has been entered into the Little Miss Sunshine beauty pageant. Okay. And the, I can't, I think maybe they don't have enough money to fly or whatever. So, or they're just driving upstate, but they have this minivan and they take, so it's the mum and the dad, the grandpa, the little girl, her older brother, and the, I think it's the dad's brother who's played by Steve Carell. Oh yes. He's just come out of hospital after trying to take his own life. Yeah, but the, yeah. every single character in it is amazing and they've all got different great moments in the film and stuff. Paul Dano, uh, young guy I've mentioned a few times on the podcast, that was one of his breakthrough films and he's gone on to be in things like There Will Be Blood, ah, um, okay. Ruby Sparks, stuff like that. He's been in some great films. So, But it's just, it's so sweet. It, and the end of the film is amazing. I think it's on Netflix. You should definitely yeah. check it out. Yeah, yeah maybe amazing film. I think that the girl... So Ab- Abigail Breslin played the little girl in it. Um, and I think she was seven at the time. She was Oscar nominated for it. Yeah. As a seven-year-old, yeah. So I can't imagine my daughter's being Oscar nominated. <laughs> <laughs> but she was, um, yeah, she's incredible. And the whole cast are amazing. Got Alan Arkin in there and Greg Kinnear, Tony Collette. That's a fantastic nice. cast. Number three. Yep. I think this might be a crossover. Okay. Dumb and Dumber. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'm gonna get him with that one. <laughs> it had to it has to go in. It has yep. to go in. It's uh phenomenal. And like that's the, that's a proper road trip movie. Yeah. Where they basically pack up and drive to Have you seen the sequel? No, I haven't actually. Uh, no have I yet. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There are so many different points in it. We did a when me and my um when my two best friends and I left school yeah. that summer, we did a road trip around Scotland. Ah, uh, you filmed it, didn't you? Well, we filmed bits of it, yeah, yeah. Like this kind of crappy little camcorder. But the amount of things that we did to camera, the amount of things <laughs> we did on that trip, which were things. So like even before we got out of our kind of like home county, yeah, uh, one of us was doing the kind of, you know, the, <laughs> it feels like you're running into the incredible ride, Harry. And then Tom would like hit me going like, um, my mate Tom hit me saying, Stop it. We're not even out of Inverclyde yet. And already you're annoying me. <laughs> oh, it's just so exciting. We're really doing it. How are we, buddy? Yeah, it's amazing. Um, but it's just, uh, it's, I mean, we've talked about it so many times. It's just yeah. uh, one of the finest comedies ever made. It's fantastic. Number two for me yep. is Sideways. Another film that I've Sideways? talked about. I've heard the name, about. but I don't know what it is. it Ryan Gosling? No. The uh, driving one? No. No, that's Drive. Right. Uh, closing the name. Yeah. <laughs> Sideways is the one with Paul Giamatti yeah. and Thomas Hayden Church. And it's basically the two of them on a stag do going through wine country in California. Oh, that one, yeah. But I haven't seen that. Brilliant. Again, there's another road trip. I'm just a sucker for road trip movies, but yeah. it's amazing. And there's some phenomenal points in that film, which are like some of my favorite from all cinema of all time. Yeah. I can't really talk about them without giving it away, but if you've still not watched Sideways yet... I haven't seen oh, it. You have to watch it. It's fantastic. It's so good. <laughs> so melancholic and just, it's great. And also I love wine, so yeah, it's a great movie to drink wine to and enjoy. It's great. <laughs> Number one for me. Again, I'm fairly sure this has been top on a couple of other different lists for me. Um, Die Hard. 
No. <laughs> no. The journey from floor 33 to 41 of the Nakatomi <laughs> Plaza. No, number one for me is a, a little Sam Mendes film called Away We Go. I haven't seen that. It's really good. So it's got John Krasinski from The Office and Mia, Mia Randolph. Yeah. Rudolph. Can't remember her name. Yeah. She's married to Paul Thomas Anderson. Anyway. Uh-huh. And it's just, it is the sweetest story. It's amazing. It's... um this couple finds out that they're pregnant and they don't really have any major ties apart from the mum and dad, his mum and dad being close to them. Yeah. But then they sell their house and they're going to move to Europe. So they have no real reason to be anywhere. Oh, the classic American. We're going to Europe. Yeah. Well, they're going to Belgium. All right. Uh, And they, so this leaves this couple in the lurch. So like, we don't know anyone here. Shall we just try and find somewhere new to live? And they go around visiting friends, old friends and old family all over America ah. to try and figure out where they want to be. Yeah. And it's just, it is the sweetest tale. It's just, it's incredibly funny, incredibly heartwarming, quite sad in a little bits as well, but it's just an incredible film. And it just, any one of those films that I've just talked about, there's been that element at the end of it where you have this kind of like wanderlust where you're like, Oh, I'd love to do that. I'd ah. love to go traveling. I'd love to fly somewhere and do something else. And that to me is the mark of a really good travel movie. There you go. That's a pretty good top five. Thank you. Four of which I haven't seen before. <laughs> That's good. You got some recommendations as well. Um, right. So my top five. So obviously we've got one crossover with Dumb and Dumber. But number five. Uh-huh. Planes, Trains and Automobiles. It's a terrific film. That's on my nearly <laughs> list. I've got a nearly list for this. I think that's probably the ultimate journey. <laughs> because we've all been on journeys where it's like that. Is that your hand between my pillows? That's not pillow. <laughs> <laughs> We've all had journeys where it's just taken forever to get home. It's a seemingly yeah. simple task, just getting somewhere quick. Yeah. It's just a complete pain in the ass. Um, yeah, on last yeah, Sunday night I was travelling back from Gloucestershire. So it was three and a half hours to do a oh, two hour crazy. journey. It was just awful. That kind of reminded me of planes, trains and automobiles, except <laughs> less fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh number four, this mm-hmm. is more of a journey of self discovery. Okay. Uh, the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Okay. Because he travels around the world, doesn't he? I don't recall it brilliantly well. I don't remember him travelling around the world, does he? He goes all over the place. It's like a bit like... It's a bit like Forrest Gump, where he tra- travels to loads of different places. Okay. You don't remember that? Not really. It's, He's on the I submarine. It, but I've only seen it once. He's... Uh, he travels all over the place. Okay. I'll need to I'll need to check yeah, on it. Really I do remember Kate Blanchett's character. She's a uh, ballet, ballet dancer, yeah. dancer, and she travels all over the world. Yeah, he's he goes to Russia. He goes to okay. New Orleans. Goes to all over the place. That's surprising. I don't remember major any attention it whatsoever. Number three was Dumb and Dumber. Fantastic, yeah, amazing. Uh, number two mm-hmm. is a film you haven't seen. Okay, The Darjeeling Limited. Yeah, it's the only gap. In my Wes Anderson watching career. It's a very good film. Is it? Yeah. A lot of people have said that. There's a lot of people, that's their favourite Wes Anderson film. No, Grand Hotel Budapest is mine. That, that's mine as well. Yeah. 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 Dodging Before- Limited is very good. Yeah. I mean, it's so good that even Naomi, who was watching it with me, said, yeah, that was all right. And she usually <laughs> hates films like that. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a really sad bit near the end where there's a, a kid in a river fishing. Yeah. I won't give any plot details away, but okay. yeah, it's, <clears throat> it takes a turn from there. It's just a really good film, obviously done in the same style with the weird camera angle yeah. and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's, um, there's a few people that are in that, then in Grand Hotel Budapest, okay. which is quite funny. 
uh, seeing them linked. It's quite good. Uh, really well shot. Looks really nice. Mm. Um, really big. Because he doesn't usually do big panoramas. Yeah. But because he's on a train and it stops in the countryside, there's, there's quite a lot of big stuff in there. Oh, so it's, cool. it's good. Angelica Houston's in it as well as the mum. Uh, she's she's in a few previous ones yeah. as well, like Raw Tiny Bombs and stuff. Bill Murray's in it at the start. Okay. It's just a little cameo, yeah. uh, which is quite good. Um, so that's not my number two. My number one, mm-hmm. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I'd say that was close to being in my list as yeah. well. That's oh, an amazing film. Such a good, Johnny Depp's brilliant in it. Have you ever seen Hunter S. Thompson in an interview? Like the yes. actual guy? Yeah. He's the same. Yeah. It's just, just amazing. Were they not quite close friends? They were, yeah. Um, that's why I was in The Rum Diaries, which I've heard is not very good. Yeah, The Rum Diaries is meant to be terrible. Yeah. Um, also... Is one of the very first films where when me and my wife were courting in our courting days. I think you've mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. I went and saw it for free. It's surprising because it's not really a first date movie, is it? No, our first date film was, uh, God, what was that old? It was a bit like a ripoff of Spinal Tap, but it had Bill Nye in it. Still crazy? Still crazy. <laughs> it's got Billy Connolly in it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's my first date film, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I haven't seen, I've never even heard of that film. No, before. <laughs> check it out. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> My first exposure to Bill Nye was Love Actually. And uh, then a year later, he was in Shaun of the Dead as well. There you go. Mm-hmm. I've seen him in a burger place around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting on his own eating his burger. Nice. Uh, so yeah, that's my top five. Very nice. Journey films. Very good. Yeah, um, there were another couple of ones that were just yeah. on, almost on my list. And Fear and Loathing was pretty much top of it. And as well as Planes, Trains and Automobiles, they're amazing. There's yeah. actually a load of brilliant yeah. <laughs> travel movies. So Thelma and Louise. Is, I haven't actually seen that. Oh, it's fantastic. Everyone film. knows the ending you know, where they grab hands and they drive off the edge of a cliff. <laughs> but I've never seen the rest of the film. It's a fantastic film. It's absolutely brilliant. It's really good. Almost Famous as well was really close to being on there for ah, me. Ah, yeah, that's a good film. Which Because it's like a road, he goes on tour with the band, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's kind of, it's based on Cameron Crowe's life, yeah. essentially. I was yeah. just like, Got, was writing for the Rolling Stone when he was yep. 16. I think you know? it's probably based on their Zeppelin because I've got a Led Zeppelin album and you open the front cover and it's got the foreword and it says Cameron Crowe on the bottom of it. Really? Yeah, it's really weird. It's weird. Isn't yeah. It? It's an amazing film. I yep. love there's, there's a great scene in that work because it's set in like 1970s, I mean, 70 something. Um, and one of the guys at Rolling Stone comes out the building and he says, Yeah, I just faxed it over. It only takes 18 minutes yeah. per page. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's amazing. Um, Easy Rider is another film that was really close to being on there for me but a, a really personal one I absolutely loved when I was a kid and the the first two I think they've made quite a few spin-off sequels but the first two are brilliant um, An American Tale Five All Goes West yeah well that's the second one right okay but the first one's just called An American Tale the cartoon yeah but they're amazing because they start in uh, Russia around well, yeah. right about the turn of the century and they go to America to try and find their fame and fortune and it's just it's a really brilliant kids film yeah. and in the second one they try and go out west, west in New York they, uh, so they start <laughs> no they start they start in New York yeah. and then they try to go out to the old west ah yes because um, it's running about that time so you know like prospectors and yeah. stuff digging for gold and all that kind of thing and it's, it's just brilliant it's absolutely awesome bit of nostalgia in your voice there yeah <laughs> one other film that I love and it's kind of but it doesn't quite fit the guidelines was The Trip which in America was released as a film. I can't bury any more Batman. <laughs> <laughs> but that was released as a film in the States. Yeah. But seeing as we were in the UK, yeah. it was a TV series here, yeah. so it does, it's not quite the same. But there we go. There we go. So let's move on to some movie news. There's not been a huge amount of movie news in the last couple of weeks, but I think probably the f- 
place that we have to start is the really sad passing of Mr. Spock. Yes. Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy. 83 years Most old. Most famous for directing Three Men and a Baby. He didn't direct that. Yes, he Get did. Get away. Yes, he no did. way. Yeah. That man's <laughs> talent knew no bounds. Spock, even if you didn't know anything about Star Trek, yeah. Spock is so such a good character that in popular culture, everybody knows what Mr. Spock is. You know the Mr. Yeah. Spock hand gesture, yeah. which I'm doing, you can't see right yeah. now. <laughs> it looks brilliant. But uh, do you know what I mean? Like you, People might have heard of Kirk as well, yeah. but Spock's way the most famous person that's in there. But he was just an astonishing character and such a cool guy as well. Yep. He was one of those late adapters along with William Shatner to Tumblr, ah, to Twitter. Twitter, yeah. He put out a thing about, I remember seeing this about a year ago, where he was like, anybody who doesn't have a grandfather, I, I can be your honorary grandfather. <laughs> so the amount of tweets, and he's like, I just want you to know I love each and every single one of you. And now he's got like, you know, like 20,000 adopted yeah. grandchildren, which is amazing. But he's just such a great guy. He was great in Fringe and he was great in the last two Star Trek films as well. Oh, I when when because I didn't know that he was going to be in the first Star Trek film, no. and I was so excited. And just when you hear his voice, there's something just so comforting and yeah. that's brilliant. And ah, oh, it's just so sad. And like when you hear those lines now, where he's like, "You always have been, and always will be, my friend." Was he played by Morgan Freeman? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was quite a good impression. Anyway, um, but yeah, Leonard Nimoy, yeah. R.I.P. Uh, some other news: mm. more rats too. Yeah. Are you are you on board for that? It smacks a little bit of desperation. I've got to say, of the Askew universe, mm. it's not one of my favourite ones, ah. Morax. It's it's funny, like it's got bits in it, but Clerks is infinitely better. I just want to see it because I want to see Jason Lee in another film apart from the Chipmunks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get Ben Affleck back in there as well. Oh. <laughs> I think... I don't know. But the thing is, Clerks 2, I thought was one of the best films yeah. that Kevin Smith's done. Yeah. Regardless of, of anything else. But just, I mean, we were talking about Tusk not yeah. too long ago, which is just bonkers and not very good. Mm. And Red Lost. State before it was... They've both been deliberate experiments. Yeah. So yeah. he hasn't gone back to a viewer skew film since Clerks 2. Yeah. So maybe going back to that wall. Which was about 10 years ago. Yeah. So... I don't know. But, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Have to wait and see. Anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was really looking forward to this film. about. Uh, it's called Big Game. Big Game. Okay. Starring Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. As the President of the United States of America. Amazing. Yeah. Sounds great. So in the... Tr- and the, basically the premise is he gets shot down in Air Force One. Okay. And then he's been hunted. I think he gets shot down over... S- Sweden or Norway, you know, one of those countries, and then to get this little boy's hunter is helping him escape. I watched the trailer the other day, being really excited because the film premise sounds amazing. One of the worst trailers I've ever seen. It's <laughs> just it's really badly edited. It okay. really doesn't it's just awful. Now I'm hoping that the film will be like a snakes on a plane. Yeah. Kind of good. Snakes in a Plane is not good, though. Oh, it is. Oh, no, no. I mean, I mean, it's fun. Yeah. But it's not a good movie. But just just watch the trailer. It's just dreadful. Okay. So I'm hoping the film will be better than the trailer, <laughs> rather than any other way around. Straight to DVD for that one, then, do you reckon? Possibly, yeah, possibly. Yeah, so. <laughs> there were another couple of uh, sequel-related announcements and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, Zoolander 2 has been announced. I've got to say, I was never a, not an enormous fan of the first one. 
No, I mean, there was some good ideas in there, like David Bowie doing like a walk-off competition at the end. And a couple of phrases that are coming to popular culture, like yeah. Blue Steel. Blue Steel and uh, stuff like that, Which yeah. is quite funny. Um, do we need to see a Zoolander sequel? Well, I'm not that fussed about the first one. So, but it, a, lot, a lot of people have got a lot of love for Zoolander, so... Yeah. I can understand it. It's just, it's so many people are doing these films where like 10 years later, 15 yeah. years later, they're making sequels. And it's like, I think the boat's kind of sailed. Like stuff like Dumb and Dumber 2... Do we really need that? You know, it's mm, just like the original stand. I can see why they do it because they need to make money. You know, it's, yeah. it's an easy way for a studio to make a sequel of a successful film. And yeah. the way that they announced it was pretty cool. Did you see this? Yes. At Paris ben Fashion. Stiller yeah. and Owen Wilson kind of went on the catwalk at Paris Fashion <laughs> Week. Just amazing. Also, yes. Jeff Goldblum is now officially in for Independence Day 2. No way. I don't care how... <laughs> bad that movie is or what what direction it goes he's yep. in it i don't care it's amazing oh something else i saw you might like what's that it's the new lego game okay lego jurassic world oh amazing that, that has all four films in it no way and all the dialogue from the film so Clever i watched the trailer girl. and then yeah there's this lego little um thingies and then I think they're dressed up as puppets or something. And then the guy turns the gun. Clever girl. Amazing. <laughs> oh, that's so good. You might have to fire up your Xbox for that. I will. I haven't played it in a long time. Yeah. But I'll be getting switched off for that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to Independence Day 2. Independence Day 2. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know. Is what Independence Day 2 more independent? Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> July the 5th. No, because uh, Will Smith was supposed to be in it. But he's was turned it, it down. I think he's, well, but he's contractually, I think he's, pulled it because he's doing Suicide Squad oh. he plays Deadshot in Suicide Squad so I think he might be locked down to film that Yeah, but there, someone has been cast as his son right this. so I'm guessing it's going to be please don't be Jaden's it's not oh, it's, it's it's not him I can't remember who it was it, I, it wasn't someone whose name I recognised from other stuff Independence Day is like 20 years old isn't it it was 1996 and it was the first time I'd ever gone to the cinema to see a 12 and I was only 11 ah. and I remember feeling like <laughs> I was such 16. a criminal <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but I I loved it it's so good it's a great film it's welcome a, to planet earth I, what I love I'm, I'm sure I've mentioned this in the podcast before as well is that it has no absolutely no qualms about making its own rules about physics yeah. and stuff like that because someone made the point Independence Day, the Earth is completely flat because yeah. it's simultaneously daylight <laughs> in the Middle East, America, Britain. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic, and also the fact that they can interface with an alien computer system when you can't even go between Windows and Mac yeah. easily. You know, it's just and it's like, oh yeah, it uses the ASCII system, you know, as, as its base programming language. Fantastic, absolutely brilliant. But it's it's so much fun. It's just it's ridiculous. That's those kind of like Roland Emmerich destroy the world type films. They're not the best films, but they're so much fun. That's yeah. what summer blockbuster should be like. Yeah, amazing. Did we talk last time about the Ghostbusters? I think that we talked film. about the Ghostbusters ladies film. Okay. I think. But now they've announced a Ghostbusters men film. Yeah. Now, is that always in the... Apparently, it was always in the pipeline, but it sounds like a response. Oh, no, don't, no one wants to see a film with women. Let's get one with men out. I'd love to see one with, with women in it. I think it'd be good. And see, the thing, a lot of people have been saying, how can you possibly tamper with the first two? But the thing is that people seem to forget was that the original Ghostbusters was essentially a vehicle for Saturday Night Live actors yeah. as a breakout film. Yeah. Because it was written by them. A lot of people that were originally meant to be in it were, it was all SNL people. And obviously yep. Eddie Murphy pulled out, John Belushi sadly died. But that, I just, I don't get why everybody's jumping. Everybody loves Ghostbusters. So yeah, why don't you want to see more? Exactly. Yeah. 
I know, and the people that are announced to be in it, are, they're fantastic. They're really, really funny actors. Again, it all boils down to how good the script is. Yeah. Like, I thought the Lego movie was going to be a load of rubbish. And it but was it's brilliant. a brilliant film. Yeah. So. And I, I was so excited for Indiana Jones 4. Yeah. And it's one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so, I, I, it, yeah, it goes completely on the script and, and what they do. So, yeah, I, I, I'd be excited just to see loads more. The other one, yeah. I think with this Channing Tatum's rumoured to be in it, yeah. potentially Chris Pratt, I'd be all for that. I mean, I've watched um, like fan-made trade films on YouTube and just hearing the noise and seeing the equipment. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Hopefully they'll keep the same backpacks, proton packs. Oh, they have to. Yeah. Maybe slightly update them for the notice. Ah, it looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, but what's the name of the... the is it a, the PKE meter? Yeah, PKE yeah. meter. It'll be, it'll be on an iPhone, wouldn't it? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Build an app for it, yeah. yeah. One other tiny bit of movie news. Uh, actually, something that I, I, I'm quite excited about. So, they're, they're make, I don't read a huge amount of fiction books. Yeah. But one that I did read... Looks like we got ourselves a reader! <laughs> one, one that we... Uh, one that I did read uh, a couple of years ago and I thought oh, that would make a really interesting film was this film called The Shack yeah it's the number one basketball movie <laughs> <laughs> um, no it's this film about this guy whose uh, daughter is kidnapped and killed right and starring Naomi Neeson <laughs> I don't know I, I don't know who they've cast actually as the main guy I know, I'll get onto the casting in a sec but it's a mm. story about um, this guy whose daughter is kidnapped and killed young daughter and he gets this letter yeah. through the door one day saying, come away to this cabin in the woods kind of thing. And uh, I'll meet you there. But it's signed from God. Yeah. So this guy goes to this shack in the woods and he spends a weekend with God. Okay. Kind of basically working through his own issues and stuff like that. And just, it was, it's, it's incredibly interesting. But they've cast God and God in the book is... A big burly black woman, African American right. woman. So they've cast uh, Octavia Spencer, and um, she's terrific though. But I'm really excited about this, and also the guy who's directing it, uh, name dropping. I, I, I know the guy. So, yeah, a British director called Stuart Hazardine. So he, uh, but I'm really excited to see where they go with this because I. You can try and be an extra. Well, it's filming in the states, so I don't think ah. I'll be able to to <laughs> get into it. But um, it's just when I was reading the book, and it describes the character of God yeah. as this big really black woman and I was just like that in my mind that it was Octavia Spencer that was playing yeah. her and I was just like that is fantastic casting so super excited to see where they go with that I think it's 2016 that comes out nice. so, yeah. so let's move on to some movie reviews I've only ever seen one film this month okay which was? Ender's Game oh okay that it's, space one with Harrison Ford it basically looked like Hunger Games in space yeah that's what it looked like Okay. That's not what it was. <laughs> ah. Are you going to watch it? No. So I'm going to give us away some spoilers for this film. So fast forward if you don't want to hear the end. But it's the most disappointing ending to a film I've seen for a very long time. So the whole premise of the film is there's an alien race that's attacked Earth. But then this hero pilot saved the day, shot down this massive uh, space alien spaceship and then saved the planet. And then since then they've been building up their defences to go and attack another planet but the for some reason which i didn't explain very well is that the children are very good at piloting these spaceships okay. so they're training all these children up in space mm -hmm. to go and fight the aliens at the end so the whole 90 percent of the film is them getting training to this in this spaceship 
it's like this little young kid who has to go for all the cliche things of people bullying him and he has to prove himself or oh, he does something really clever oh everyone likes him now and then they go to this second training base where they find out that the hero pilot didn't die in the crash but was actually secretly hidden out there played by um played by ben kingsley who i'd forgotten was in the film but he's in <laughs> he's the main character on the poster um he was great in it as it is in everything as he is but so they so the last third of the the third act of the film they have to train against fighting the planet so they're in the massive simulator all these sort of computer graphics going on and they're attacking this planet and they keep training over and over again and then one day they have to do their certificate or whatever you know to pass the test yeah. so they do this training they shoot down the planet and at the end they go what why why is the simulation still running why is the planet still carrying on being destroyed? And, and they go, oh, no, that wasn't training. That was real. You've actually defeated them. So you're watching this with absolutely no emotional engagement in it because they're just training to do the next bit to get onto the final battle, which will be at the end of the film. Right. Then they reveal, oh, no, you have it. You've just, feed, just defeated all the aliens, Phils. Thank you very much. All right. Not so much Ender's Game as Ender's Lame. Oh, oh no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for watching Hero Week. Try the video. Yeah. So, yeah, don't bother watching Ender's Game because it's pointless. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely pointless. So, five stars from JQ. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, thankfully, I've seen some... I've not seen that many films, but I've seen better ones than that. So, Ooh. the first one that I saw recently was Focus with Will yes. Smith and Margot Robbie. That looks good. It looks good, but yeah. it kind of, like most Will Smith films in the last 15, 20 years, yeah. it gets to a point and then you, it just kind of falls apart a little bit. Does he say, oh, hell no. No, he doesn't actually. Uh, I wish he had done at some point. <laughs> so Will Smith's this professional con man and he recruits Margot Robbie yeah. to kind of join his crew. gang of crooks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've got to say, the film up until about just after halfway, which is predominantly set in new orleans ah. around a kind of heist uh they don't call it the super bowl but it's the super bowl yeah. basically it is fantastic that whole section is amazing and then the final third of the story which is set somewhere completely different yeah it really drops the ball ah. and it's a shame i also thought i kept trying to figure out what was going to happen in the you know for the twist because it feels like there's it's too straight the whole okay. way because basically they're, they're all con artists so they're yeah. all trying to Con each other and everyone else, yeah. Basically. The ending, I didn't see it coming, but it wasn't a satisfying twist like that. Yeah. I, I Kind of. And also, Margot Robbie's character, she's she's a terrific young actress. And I'm just like, why would you take a role that is literally the most two-dimensional female role I've seen in yeah. a couple of years? And I was like, <clears throat> it, it sets up the premise that her character is going to be way cooler, way smarter yeah. than what she ends up like. And that was a little bit disappointing. Oh, dear. But it's still... As a caper, it's quite good fun. And if you turn it off after two, after the uh, two thirds, the two thirds bit in New Orleans, it's that's a great movie up until there. It's no Ocean's Eleven then. Nah. <laughs> and the other film that I saw was Kingsman. Uh, now I think this looks like a load of old turd. It is fantastic. Really, it is absolutely brilliant. Pure cinema. It yeah. is ridiculous. I like. I preferred it better than Kickass. If I'm being honest. Really. Yeah. It's. It's just, it's fun. It's like it's essentially it's a love letter to the James Bond films of old. Yeah, and it makes it even references like the James Bond thing once or twice in it, ah. like the Bond villain and stuff like that. Yeah, 
uh, it's just it's fantastic it's uh, gory funny dirty crazy there's one spe- there's one specific scene in it where I don't think I've ever seen an action sequence like that I don't want to give it away but when you watch it and you need to watch it just for the scene yeah the church scene it is just astonishing absolutely incredible I've never seen anything the way it was filmed because it, it I think it was basically all filmed in one take and it's yeah. this massive I don't want to spoil it because okay. it's, it's so good. You have to watch Kingsman, even if it's just for this scene. It's How's incredible. Um, Colin Firth in it? Fantastic. My brilliant. old Macca Colin. He's so good. It, he's brilliant. And also uh, Taron Egerton, who's the young guy in it. Yeah. It, it's fantastic as well. Yeah. So he's like the little kind of ragamuffin that gets asked to join this elite group of British Yeah, that's the premise stuff. I don't like. It's, it's way more complex than that. It's right. not what you th- thought it was going to be where it's okay. just like, oh, you know because the address position but yeah but they address the issue of class and his story's different from what you would see from the trailer okay, kind good, of good. so but it's, it's brilliant samuel L. jackson's amazing bad guy ah. there's some great set pieces in it really great supporting cast you've got michael kine he's in it as well no bloody why but it's just it's an astonishingly good fun film it's fantastic can't speak highly enough of it i really really enjoyed it i think it's definitely <laughs> going to be in my top 10 at the end of the year mm, there we go right we better wrap that up wrap it up wrap it up that's it for this week's episode of the movie digest we shall return in july july at the earliest Can when i'll have seen nothing <laughs> <laughs> i miss all the big blockbusters i'm, I'm kind of gutted because i'm gonna miss jurassic, jurassic world. world the avengers yeah all that stuff we'll try and do a special okay a special good t- top five reunion films it's a great idea there you go cool looking forward to it right so that's it for me that's it for me bye for now bye